Pete, Corso, and Catone. I think, I think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England field, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. That's Catone. Joe is in the booth, and we know you're watching us on YouTube and listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast. And uh, for you Alexa listeners, just say, Alexa, play Corso and Catone podcast on iHeart. All of our shows will pop up. And uh, check us out on Twitter. And, of course, Mark, our heated hotline, my oh. favorite that's the best part of the show, it's other the than other than show. me, other than me. Hey, you know. 855-313. Hey. <laughs> Give us a call 24-7. You know the rules. Have a take. Beat the one last week, and you're gonna be up. So 855-313-7287. And speaking of heated hotline, we're gonna lead off with that this week. And then uh weekly, yes, weekly rewind, Celtic, Celtic, Celtics. Of course, Catone's comments, you don't ever want to miss that. And uh in real deal. It's draft time. So, guys, hey, I'm all fired up this week, guys. How you feeling? Let's take a wide receiver from Rutgers. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Uh, already he wants, Joe, he already wants to bring me down. Already wants to start aggravating and irritating. But Not uh, a better show that way. Yes. Are you guys uh, ready to get started? Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right. Joe says we have to do heated hotline first. So, heated hotline. Hey, Kyrie, don't try to make up with the Celtics. You should be kicked out of the league. Kiss our entire ass. You suck. Yes. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. That's that. You know what? That's fan. Joe, you didn't even leave a name. No, nothing. He's just pissed. We got millennials now. They don't leave their name. They don't leave nothing. Wait a minute. What? What did you say? So we got millennials now. They don't leave their name. What, they don't, what, they don't leave what the hell? What, what, what's a, what the hell's a millennial? What's millennial? What's wrong with you guys? The millennials. It's, it, it, like it's an age group. But uh, well, what age group is that? I don't I'll, know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Chris. He's talking about. There's like Generation X. There's Generation Z. I don't know if there's somewhere. Generation Z. What's it? Zorro. What the hell is Generation Z? Zorro. Yeah, what are you? What's Mark Generation A? He's about a hundred and seventy years from, old. I'm from Bedrock with the Freddie with Freddie Flintstone. <laughs> he's, not, he's got the, the hammer and the chisel, you know, spelling his name out. You know what I mean? All right, Joe, we got the millennials with us then, right? Uh, so listen, caller, thank you, uh, thank you very much. And uh, I feel, do you feel the same way? Because I do. Yeah, I do. I I totally agree with the caller, hundred percent, Chris. Like screw him. Now he okay. So for for everyone who doesn't know. He came out after game two. Um, they had a gave big us lead. Deuce, gave us deuces. Right. And so he, he comes he comes out at the in the press conference and he starts complimenting the Celtics. Not, not well, the that fans. was after game two, but but after but let's go back to game one. Uh well, game game one, he's flipping everybody off now. That's the game. He was flipping everybody off in the game, chucking the finger to this one, that one. He's moved pushing the camera out of the way. He got fined 50 G's. Yeah, but you know what pissed me off more? Now, I don't know if it was at halftime. I don't know if it was halftime, end of the game. Maybe at halftime. He's going to the locker room, and somebody from the tunnel, I don't know if it was a worker at the guy, at, at the TD bank, I don't know, says, Kyrie, you suck. You effing suck, right? And he responds, suck my. Yeah. You know, right. like, really? And you only find this guy 50000 Really? Yeah. I mean, so 50 k So now in the next game, he falls asleep, basically. He basically is like nowhere to be found. He's do. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But then, then he comes out in his post game. He's talking about and and no offense to you know it's a real thing, uh, mental health. But this dude's bipolar, Mark. I mean, he comes out one day and he's swearing in his press conference after game one, after this, after that. Hey, they, it's playoff time. You want to be like that? I'm gonna do it right back to you. F F F F F. Okay, he's Generation F. So. Then in uh, in game two, after they get beat, after blowing the big lead, he comes out in the press conference, 
And now he's giving a lot of love to the Celtics. Oh, the Celtics players and organization, not the fans. Not but the fans. Not the fans. But he's giving, hey, you know, it's their time. They're playing great. They're cohesive. Give credit to Udoka. You know, he was here before. He knows how to play us. And even Brad Stevens. Yeah, who he who he who he he butted heads with this he hated him his entire time here he butted heads with Stevens. So we know we know what to make of game one. That he's a, he goes, he's that's his true calls. He's just a jerk. But yeah. what about game two? What about what about that press? So I'm thinking, is that a did he come out in that press conference? Was that basically because he couldn't make any adjustments? Was that a dig to his coach? It had, I I think it was because there's not a genuine he. Don't tell me he genuinely feels no, for the No, there's Celtics. not a genuine bone in that guy's body. He could care. He doesn't like the Celtics. He doesn't like Brown. He doesn't like anybody that has to do no, with No, that the, was a bang to his coach, to Nash, right? I think so because, again, you know, because Udoka's just taking he's, – he's eating, he's eating Nash's lunch in this series. You know what I yeah. mean? For him. And so that had to be a shot. You know, the Celtics are a cohesive unit. They're running sets. They're running set offense, set defense. They're swarming all over the damn court. And the other team over there, we said it from the beginning. They, 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 they have There's no rhyme or reason to that offense, that defense. But, Mark, isn't he the reason? Isn't he and Durant the reason why? Well, yeah, because they take the ball. They play one-on-one basketball, right? That's what they've done pretty much all year. And 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 I think the other reason, and, 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 and you know what? He's going to take a little bit of blame for this, is – well, how do you get cohesive and run sets when your starting point guard missed half the season because he couldn't play home games? So so he wants to take shots at being a cohesive unit. Well, maybe you're not a co- cohesive unit because you want you sat out half the year. For you know, whatever reason, you know, he, he didn't get vaccinated, that's personal reasons, and that's you know, yeah. hey, I respect that, totally respect it. However, that also leads to well, you know what, you may not have too much cohesiveness come playoff time because you missed so many games. Not only you that, know. not only that, but I would love to be a flying. I would love to hear a Nash reaction after that press conference because I bet I'll bet you anything. Steve Nash is sitting there going, "Hey, look, my the handcuffs are on me. I can't put my. I want. I don't know how good of a coach that guy can be. I because don't. He's yeah, hampered by yeah. Durant and he's hampered by Kyrie. And don't yeah. you think for one second Durant's not the coach of that team?" I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. Him and Kyrie are running the, the, the show over there. Yeah, so, so are they even letting him run sets? But but it's typical Kyrie is going to blame everybody else in the world but himself. You know, and by the way, how many championships has he won? One. On his own. Oh, none. On his own, none. He won one with LeBron. Where he's the one. He's none. the guy. None. He hasn't let, he hasn't let anybody to anything. You know? Yeah, but 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 in, 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 in the same respect, how many championships has Durant won as the guy? When he was in, when he was in Golden State, he had Curry, he had Klay Thompson, he had um, Draymond Green, and they had already won. And they had already won one without him. So, so he came he in didn't and do yes, it in Oklahoma City, he didn't. Do he it was there. an important piece in Golden State, yeah. but he wasn't the guy. And you're right, in OKC, he had Westbrook and Harden with him. And he still didn't do anything. They didn't win anything over there either. No. So, I mean, you know, those two guys, and we're going to talk about it next, but those two guys went into a, you know, they, they, they didn't look, put it this way, they haven't looked good. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I know Kyrie went off in game one. No, Kyrie went off in game one, and, you and know, and, and I give him props for that, but, you know. But not as a team. Look, they, they have two individuals that can score the basket, okay? Score the, and, 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 and that's it. Well, when you look at the well, I don't want to get into the rest of their roster. We'll get into that when we get into the rewind. But but as far as Kyrie, getting back to the, the heated hotline caller, he can't kiss our ass. I agree with the caller. You know what? Who the hell is he? He's trying to patronize us after the game, too. Right. You know what? Just go screw. And that's really? all it is. And that's Come all on. it is. And for anybody out there that thinks that that crap was genuine towards the Celtics organization, you know what? I don't know what generation you're in, but you're not seeing things pretty well. You know what I mean, Mark? So no, please, absolutely. I totally agree with that caller. That was a shot at his organization. He's a that's a shot at his coach, his organization. Listen, teams like that, him and Durant. What do you think that? How much longer do you think that coexistence? I give them one more year. They'll try it again next year. 
if they're all, everybody will be healthy. Maybe they throw Simmons into the mix if he's okay and he can play. And, and which I'm not impressed with Simmons. Never been a fan of Simmons, but the even three when of them, he was playing all the time. Yeah, but the three of them will give it one more go next year, and then you know what? That'll be the end of that experiment too. I don't know if next year is Durant's last year of his contract, or he's got one more after that. But he's not certainly not staying in Brooklyn if they can't win anything. I mean, come on, really? Come right. on. And so we'll see. We'll see how Kyrie does. Uh, they they tip off in about what third less than thirty minutes now. Less than thirty uh, minutes now. So they're they're tipping tip off. off game three. We'll see. We'll see how he. We'll see how he does it if he goes into a shell or not. Because to me, any team that guy go, any team that guy takes goes to, is going to do that. He's not and elevating. Listen, yes, anybody. they won. They won in Cleveland, but he had LeBron with him, right? right. He, had, I mean, he, had, it, he had Kevin Love. They had other pieces on that team. That yeah. and don't get me wrong, Kyrie in that game seven hit the game winner. Had a great, he, he he played great in that game seven. However, he had other pieces that helped get them there to game seven. And yeah, he's capable down down the stretch of a game, absolutely. But to your point, can he elevate the team? Just you know, and him and Durant elevate seven or eight other guys who are just average players because they really got nothing yet. else on that team. I haven't done it yet. So hey, listen, that was a great call. He did hotline. Uh... Excellent job. So everybody's got now everybody's got the bar. The bar has been set. Let's see if you guys can get over that hump. And we want to see what he's doing. We want game some three. more millennials to call. That's right. Game three, <laughs> game four. We want to hear from you in Heated Hotline. I don't know what the hell a millennium is, but let him call. <laughs> heated Hotline was presented by Jag Media Productions. And uh, hey, guys, listen, speaking of Celtics and the week that has been, we got a lot to talk about, don't we? Weekly oh, yeah. Rewind, let's Absolutely. go. Let's go. Yeah, I'm getting it. Going back, back, going back through the week. But a weekly rewind. Weekly, weekly rewind. Boston Celtics. Wow. I mean, wow, right, yeah. I, wow was right. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Game, they took care of game one. Barely. You know, but barely. Okay. Tatum hits that, hits that layup. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in one second. And then game two, they're down 17. And then they come back and they win the game by they win the game by seven. But at one point in that five minute left in the game stretch, they, up, they were, were up, up what, 11, 12, 12, yeah, yeah. Something, something yeah. like that. And something so like that. man, okay. So how the question is this. I mean, how are they doing this? Tatum, Brown, Smart, Defense, Udoka, a combination. What say you? Yeah, they're playing good defense. They're playing good defense. He's mixing. He's mixing up his 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 looks. He's 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 double teaming. He's triple teaming. They they they're forcing other guys on that team. And other than that, other than Dragic, and occasionally you get something from the kid um, Brown. 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 Other than that, the kid Curry's been ice cold. Other than that, they're not getting anything. So, you know, it's almost like, okay, can the other six or seven guys beat us because we're going to double and triple team Kyrie and, and, and Durant every time they get the ball, and, and no one else on that team seems capable of doing anything when, when, when the money's on the line. I mean, the guy Brown opened up with like nine straight points to open up game two, and then he disappeared. You didn't hear from him the rest of the game. Right. Yeah, and, and to me, listen, watching this game, watching game two, well, I mean, to rewind to game one, all right, that was a back. I mean, that was a back and forth battle. That was yeah. a heavyweight fight. It was. I mean, it was a heavyweight fight. Great game to watch. I mean, it was a spectacular game to watch. It was one. It was a game that led me saying, "Why the hell did we want to get involved with this team? Why did we want a piece of this team? Who the hell?" But as the game went on, they took. We took their shot, punched them back. What I, the only thing I want to point out from that game is. That last sequence, when Tatum scores that winning basket with no time left, yep. normally what you would see is you'd see that your superstar come up the court, dribble it out, right? Some kind of fall away, some yep. kind of step back, something like that to end the game. This yep. was beautiful. This was just this was straight offense. Well, that ball that movement. was an, that the was ball. the epitome of what they've been doing since January, right? That was like a microcosm of their last thirty-five games. Everyone touched the ball. Yeah, everyone. And yep. then that ball went out to Marcus Smart. What I you knew, you thought, okay, he, here we go again, because because I thought he did shoot a little too much in that game, Smart, yeah. in game one. You know, and I said to myself, here we go, he's going to chuck it, but he didn't. He, he made the right move and the right call. 
Yep. And those two guys saw each other. He hits Tatum and Kyrie with that lame, oh, you know, that lame ass little old lame lame crap. That's like all he, he does. Yeah. It's, that's you know? how he plays defense. And that's how they win game one. And then game two, you know, you start to feel like, okay, this is a problem now. Again, first half of that game, I'm sitting there saying, again, once again, saying, why? What? Why did they? And I'm watching Milwaukee beat the living, you know, before they had their injury. Take care of uh, the, Toronto, Chicago with um, Chicago. Know, Milwaukee, they took their, uh, Chicago. Milwaukee was and, playing and Chicago and, 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 and Toronto and was playing, playing Philly. Yep. And, and uh, Philly. And they have no problem with those teams. And I'm thinking we could have been one of them. But, you know, this may be better because yeah. obviously coming back in that second half, Mark, the, 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 and I, I want to hear from you about this. To me, Brooklyn lost game two in the last five minutes of the first half because in that period of time, that should have been a 20, 25, even higher point lead that they should have had over Boston. <clears throat> but Boston was so damn good on defense, so swarming, you know, they don't have to – the switches don't really have to happen. They don't have to play under and play over the pick because those those guys playing up at the top, you have like four guys on that defense that can guard any position. And so the switch outs were fine. And they just were swarming, swarming, swarming while their offense was in the tank and the toilet, yeah. you know, in the first half. And they kept them in it. That's where Brooklyn lost this game. I mean, no? Yeah, they did. They they, they produced steals. They produced, you know, they, they they produced contested shots. They were getting rebounds. They were outletting the ball out. They were getting down for uh, you know for two and three point plays, uh, old fashioned three point plays, going to the rim and getting fouled, not not taking three pointers. But right. yeah, those last ten, those last five minutes, you took that game from seventeen down to what ten, nine, ten, ten at yeah. the half, right? But yep. so so that was significant because if that run gets up to twenty and you're down twenty at the half. You're not coming back, I don't think, in that game. But no. they played They played the way they, they swarmed. They, like you say, oh, they didn't need to swarm. But you know what? But they did, right? So they were still double and triple teaming. Even though they got four guys that can play any position on defense, he was still forcing other guys to try to make plays and they couldn't They couldn't make it, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and as far as, you know, some of the mistakes they were making in that first half, on, even on defense a little bit, you know, when you want to go play three guys in the paint, you know, you're guarding one guy with three in the paint. That's that's somebody's open. That's why you saw a lot of those kickouts to to Dragic, and you saw yep. Curry, Seth Curry hit some stuff, and even um, Brown. You know, Brown early did, those yeah. guys were open on the wings because Boston was making some big mistakes playing, getting down in that paint with three guys guarding one. So they figured that out. But up at the perimeter, Mark, I mean, the defense to me, it's. They got what they're doing with Durant. And I want to know from you how you think they're taking because Kyrie disappeared in that game. I mean, yeah, you know, I, well, Kyrie does that in games. If for whatever reason, I, I don't know, he he, I don't know what happens to him in games, but that that that's happened to him throughout his whole career. He he he, yeah. for some reason, he disappears in games, and I and I don't know what that is. And then all of a sudden, in game two, at some point, he was he was fasting for Ramadan. And then at some point he breaks the fast and he goes and gets a banana and he has a banana. And, I mean, and, I've never seen anything like it. And, and and I get the fasting. Listen, I get all that. If that's what you it, listen, that's that's somebody's faith. I get it. That's great. But then you're gonna publicize you eating a banana. This and that. Like, listen, just do what you're gonna do. Why is it gonna be publicized, guy? You know, I I don't know. It's just right. to me. It's just a whole show. You know, yeah, it is. Marshawn Lynch used to eat Skittles, but he didn't like he didn't like run around the sideline saying doing a commercial for him. You know, no, this guy's, this guy's doing a commercial for Chiquita Banana. This, you know, I, mean, I don't know. I you know, it's just craziness, craziness. But the I, bigger story to me, Mark, on the defense is what they're doing to Durant. Yeah. I mean, so, what, so so you know what? So so I'm gonna keep it real. This is the real deal, New England feel, right? So I'm gonna keep it real. So so I've heard that several times now. What they're doing to Durant. Right, mm. I've I've been listening to these shows. So listen, they're not doing anything different to Durant than's been done to him for the last seven years. Everyone thinks, oh, they're doing something no one's ever done. No, no, they're not. Watch the go watch what teams do to Durant. Right in game one, do you know how many wide open jump shots Durant missed? He had space. He he hit front rim, back rim. Game one, Durant they didn't Durant didn't shoot the way he shot. Because of defense, okay? He had a bad game for whatever reason. Everyone says he's the best player in the world. He may be, but he wasn't Sunday. That's for damn sure because he missed shots 
that somebody of his stature is supposed to hit. Game two, yes, they played better defense. They 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 they, they, they kept their hands around his waist. They, they put some smaller guys on him that were agitating him. They knocked some balls free. They got some steals. He he bounced some balls off his leg. That part of the defensive game plan, it was good. It worked. Yeah. However, however, he still, if you go back and watch the tape, missed a bunch of open shots. That he's hit game, you know, the last game they played you in the regular season on a Sunday in Boston, he had like 42 points. Tatum had over 50, and he missed like five or six free throws in that game. He's a 90% free throw shooter. He almost got 52. So he's missing shots he usually hits. Yes, Boston's pressuring him. They're pestering him. I think they're in his head a little bit because they are giving him a bounce, a bang. They are hitting him. They're getting a little physical with them. Teams do that with him. And for some reason, in this series, his open shots aren't hitting. So it's really playing on him, I think, even more that shots I usually hit, I'm not hitting. And then they're pestering me. They're knocking balls off. They're knocking balls out of his hand. They're making him play more aggressively. But putting two and three guys in and in, in switching off on him on screens, teams do that to him. He's usually used to that. But he's not hitting shots at all yeah, in the first two games. They don't do it this good, and and, and I agree with and you. They do it. One. If you hey, listen, he's missed look, a lot of open shots. Look, I, I, listen. It, I know you want to hear that, but that's the truth. It's yeah, the real deal. Yeah, here's here's the also here's also the truth and the real deal. Okay, the defense will do that to you. So yeah. it's like if you're a quarterback, right, and you just keep getting hit all day long, all day long. Okay, you're now you may skip a couple of balls. You may throw a little high now. You may release before you should. And mm-hmm. that's that's the intangible that a defense brings to that. Now, maybe other teams try to do that. They do, but they not do as it. good they as them. You, you, you uh, got these. You got the. As I said, you have these guys. So he every time he turns around, he's getting double. But you're getting double with guys like Pritchard and Williams, guys yeah. like that that, are, like you say, around his waist. Their hands are out. They're playing defense like that. He, like you say, he's kicking balls. He, he's turning the ball over, and he's not used to doing that. Those things. Because they, it occurred, it seems to occur to them in Odoka that you got a seven footer trying to dribble the ball. You know, you got a seven footer trying to dribble around the, the the outside, and that ball's bouncing higher and higher and higher. And these guys are getting their hands in there, so you can't tell me that that's not affecting his rhythm and his shot throughout the entire game. I mean, it has to. How the hell can how can you say? Well, yeah, it okay, may, it may know, but but he's but kicking the ball affect, away. But, but but that's not affecting him when he's wide open, ten feet from the basket, and he's missing. He's banging baseline jump shots off the back of the rim. No, but when you and there's nobody him, on him, he must have missed six of those. Yeah, on, but when on you Tuesday listen night. to him in the post game, when you listen to him in the post game, and he's talking about, you know, he's like just the guy looks like he's a mess talking about. Yeah, every time I turn around, there's two, three guys. Like in other words, in his brain, in his brain, all five guys are on are on him when he turns yeah. around. So yeah. if he if he's thinking that way and he's talking that way, I don't care how wide open it is. He is friggin' affected. He's being affected by what this defense is doing to him in other aspects other than just, you know, when when somebody's right on top of him. So mm-hmm. I think they're doing a fantastic job. And maybe Udoka's knowledge of the I mean, look, you say, well, Udoka has a, has the book on these guys. Who doesn't have the book the on Durant? Does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what he's about. The problem, the difference is you got defensive player of the year playing for them you got these guys that are feeding off that they're buying into Udoka's system and that's why they're getting it done they're all over the court they're swarming this their their rotation mark have you seen a team that rotate that can go up and it doesn't really matter who they're doubling off it makes no difference you know i see them doubling off curry who's a, a fantastic shooter or, or you know off Dragic, who's having a to me, he's having a good series. No, oh, he's know, the way he's hitting shots. Dragic's having and, a good series, yeah. And they don't give a crap who they're doubling off. They don't care. They, they they're doing it, and the rotation's coming, and they're just they're playing like a well-oiled machine on these guys, Mark. So okay, do is is Udoka getting enough credit? Is I mean, because I think he's stealing his. You know, I think I think he's out, out coaching Nash. No, I think he's getting. I think he's getting. A lot of credit. I think if you listen, I think he's no. I think he's getting enough credit. I absolutely do. I think he's getting. I think. I think everyone. You know, you, you. Everyone is 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 singing Udoka's praises. I think. I think he's getting credit. Yeah, I definitely think he is. I don't think he's getting not enough credit. He may be getting a little too much credit, but I. I. I but I. I know he's definitely getting what the credit he deserves as being a good coach and and right in this ship when when they were off way off course at the beginning of the year. You know. Brad Stevens wouldn't 
righted this ship if he was coaching. That's for right. sure. So yeah, and and so now looking looking to, to tonight and and going forward in the series. And by the way, they they they've had trouble. I think he found something when they bring Pritchard off that bench. Yeah, they're having trouble absolutely. with him. Yeah, absolutely. His speed, his speed on the outside. I have a little trouble with him. But Mark, what changes? What do you see them needing to do? How do you see Brooklyn coming out? Well, I, what they need to do is they just need to come out stronger and more aggressive. Like you can't fall. Listen, you can't fall behind fifteen in Brooklyn. Right, you're not going to come back and win the game in Brooklyn if you fall. So they're going to get off to a faster start. They're going to play. They they're going to do what they've been doing, middle of second quarter on, soon from the jump uh, tonight. Because if they do that tonight, I think they can steal game three. Because listen, this to me, you win game. Obviously, I picked them to go. I picked. I think you got to go back and rewind the tape, Joe. I think I said five, maximum six. Oh, Chris. Yeah. Chris you know what them. he said? Chris, no. no, no, wait a minute, Joe, Joe, Mr. Defense over there. This had is horseshit. Because- Joe, Mr. Defense had them losing in seven. Yeah, Not and so, and so didn't you. Mean. You know, you know what, Joe? This this Joe, guy. Here you go. And tape. I want to hear from I want to hear from Joe, all of you in heated hotline. This guy wants Joe, to say tape. last week. Yeah, play you know, I, th- I think they can win in five, maybe six, and then he says, Joe, "Well, but if it goes seven, I don't see the Celtics winning." That's what you said. Listen, yeah, I, I, I predicted them to win it in five or six games. I said it will not go seven. They will win it five. Does, be honest, if, I got to say, I think it was six because I think I titled the episode that. Okay, <laughs> listen, so I yeah. predicted a victory. You cannot, now you can try to change your tune. You I'm not changing anything. I didn't change anything. Listen, listen, I, I will say, hold on. But you also said if it goes seven, if, if Brooklyn's going to win. I predicted us them to win it. In six, that was my prediction. You predicted them to lose in seven. I did. I did. Okay. I will say. I will tell you this. Okay, they've 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 sold me. They have sold me. I, I think. I, and again, we don't know what's going to happen, and I don't want to put the thing on them. But they've sold me. This team defensively, and everything shaping up, Mark. You yeah. see all the all the news during the during the week, and we're going to get going to the to, to, to comments, but. Do you see who guys are going down now? Now Embiid comes out today, and he's his finger or whatever he's got is a little bu- well, busted. But they're up. up, they're up three zero, so they'll rest him. They, they don't right. need to play him in game four. But, right? you know, and the other guy, the other guy, Middleton is going to be out in maybe three weeks for Milwaukee. So if you catch Milwaukee in round two, there's going to be no Middleton. I don't. If they come with the same intensity for the rest of the the, the playoffs, I think they. I think everything's turning up green right now. Everything's turning yeah. up green. So listen, I, my prediction before the playoffs started was it would probably be Golden State from the West. So so they'll probably end up playing Golden State because it looks like Golden State is going to be the Western. So I think that would be a great final if we could ever, if we could get there. I think that'd be a well, great final. It would be good. So we want, we want to hear from you. So let us know. Uh, let us know uh, what you heard uh, last week in Mark's prediction. because I think Joe, we know what everyone up. heard. He's trying to oh. backtrack now, Joe. So let's hear from you in Heated Hotline. Make sure, tell us what we're doing wrong, and let us know what you think. Are they going to win this series? And how far can they go in the playoffs if they do? Weekly Rewind was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. When we come back, as I say, buckle up. Catone's Comments is next. Tune in to Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Time for Catone's Comments! We're in the middle of this basketball playoffs, okay? So we obviously, we, we, we've been talking about the Celtics. We've been talking about, you know, Brooklyn. We've been talking about the, the series. We've been talking about basketball in general. Listen. As I sat and watched game one, I lost my mind at how pathetic and soft this game has become. Nobody, everyone's, oh, the Celtics defense, the Celtics defense. The Celtics are playing the way you're supposed to play. That's what basketball is. 
But nobody else is playing defense because the league is soft. You drive to the lane, everybody backs away and lets you get a layup. Nobody hits you. Nobody no, nobody does anything to you. They let you just go to the basket. You score. Oh, great. Ball gets kicked out. Nobody. The, the guy turns his back and lets you shoot the ball. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now that that's how you actually play defense as I'm watching guys like Durant and Kyrie and all these guys from all these different teams? That's how they actually play defense. It's pathetic. It's soft. It's it's a joke. You get They, they get an elbow. They're on the ground crying. Oh, if they don't call a foul, they're chasing the ref down the court. Are you, are you kidding me? Kyrie Irving is sticking his middle fingers up at the crowd, effing them off. Acting like a complete jerk, okay? He goes to the lane. Nobody does anything to him. You know what? Bring the 12th guy off the bench and put him through the goddamn floor. And bring out the goddamn stretcher. Who cares if the 12th guy on the bench is suspended for the rest of the playoffs? Who cares? If he drove the basket against Mahorn and, and, and Lambert, he would have been he would have been in a hospital. McFilthy and McNasty. He would have been in the hospital, for Christ's sakes. These goddamn wimps. Tatum and all these guys. They all hang out after the game. Oh, everybody's friends. You know what? That's not... Listen, no other sport but basketball does that. In hockey, they send out the enforcer on the ice to put somebody through the through the ice. In football, football's a man's game. And people are whacking each other and hitting each other. You go over the middle, you want to run your mouth, somebody's taking you out when you go over the middle. That's how the game is played. That's football. Baseball, same thing. Pitchers still throw at people. You want to hit a home run and, and you want to trot around the bases and, and you want to hot dog it. Next time up, they're throwing at you. Not in basketball. Basketball, they want they all want to pat each other on the back and kiss each other like everything's beautiful. Listen, the, the game is soft. Yeah, I'm a Celtic fan. I'm rooting for the Celtics. But watching basketball today is it, it turns my stomach to watch what I'm watching. Okay, and 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 I know people want to compare different areas. Well, you can't compare areas. You know, LeBron's the greatest. This that LeBron is shit. He ain't the greatest player of all time because he plays in this soft goddamn era. Everyone talks about Kevin Durant. Oh, nobody could do what Kevin Durant can do. Yeah, they did. George Iceman Gervin did. George Iceman Gervin for San Antonio Spurs was better than Ice Kevin Durant. Man. It did wow. what Kevin Durant did 20 years ago. Why don't you go watch the goddamn tape? Maybe you should learn a little bit about basketball and watch what the Iceman did. He, Durant ain't doing anything that the Iceman didn't do. And the Iceman did it better. While he was getting knocked through the floor by real men. Real men who played the game. That's Catone's comments. I've had it. <laughs> He's laughing because he likes these Mamby Pamby players, Joe, today. He, he, he thinks they're good. They Hold suck. on. Hang on a second. You're he, talking, loves, he loves LeBron James and all yeah, these Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, who, who always gets the defensive breakdowns? You know what I mean? Please. Come on. Uh, everyone, it's soft. Everyone out there... Um, just so you know, the the McFilthy and the McNasty are the new sandwiches at McDonald's. So you can get out there and get. <laughs> no, them. that's Just, what Johnny Most from the, you, the late great radio announcer, the Boston Celtics, used to call Bill Lambert and Rick Mahorn when they used to throw Celtic guys to the floor. Yeah. So make sure you know you go through the drive-through. You mention Mark's name and you say, "Can I get a McFilthy?" Uh, a number four is the McFilthy, and a number six is the McNasty. And what happens is they give you the sandwich and they punch you in the mouth as soon as they hand it to you through the window. Yeah, that's the, that's the Catone special over there. So make sure you ask for that. Mark, you're right though. I mean, that was I, I was sick to my stomach watching that game Sunday. I'm gonna be honest with you. Both sides, uh, both sides were, were just letting guys go to the basket. Kyrie should have never had 40 points in that game. Never should he have had 40 points in that game. The the guy I think is most. Which is why I've loved him for so long. With the, and I said we shouldn't be trading him. He shouldn't be on the trading block. And I've been saying this for two years. Is Williams? He's a guy that reminds me a little bit. Just if you had to pick somebody, mm. and, and that's yeah. why I like them. Telling me I like all these other offensive guys. I'm you over do. here. You wanted to get rid of Williams. You wanted to get you, rid you of loves, Williams. Loves LeBron James. Loves him. Yeah. Joe. Joe, give me at least give me that. Who liked Williams? Joe. And so that that kid brings it for Boston. I told you, guys are always, you know, looking at the net instead of looking aside when he's not playing. But, Mike, you're right. And, uh, Joe, talk about 
he's living in 1986. He's <laughs> waiting for he's waiting for Paris to show up over here. Oh, and beer in the marriage. mouth. Yeah, he's not, you know, uh, 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 there's no millennial stuff happening over here. And then his no, 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 come on, no. But in all honesty, right? All honesty. Think about the other sports. Iceman Comet. Listen, <laughs> the other sports, right? These other sports, though, Chris. Honestly, they don't—they're not—they don't do what the, but basketball does. No, they're not tough like soccer players, and you know, playing. Oh my God! Like you just mentioned soccer. Now Joe has to come in on this, but yeah, no, but I've seen they're, they're the worst like actors of like yeah. falling down and flippity flopping and all that stuff. And man, basketball is just like it. No, he's right though. You know what? He he's right, and everybody out there too. We want to hear from you on this in heated hotline. But but you're right. I mean, and I can attest to how pissed off he was on Sunday because <laughs> I swear to God, I I thought if you had a thermometer, if you had the thing in his mouth like this, it would have went pop. The thing would have popped right off because he was pissed. I was too. I, I I'm a defensive guy too. I mean, I I I love good defense. I love seeing it. That's what we were talking about in the last segment about how good their defense is. I, like you say, they, they're a team that's playing like everybody should play. And yeah. so all the, I get you. All the credit they're getting, you're getting that pack on the back. Should you really be getting it? You know? So I mean, it's, it's a lost art, and they're doing it, and no one else is. You're right. It's a lost art playing defense in this league, and the Celtics are doing it. So I, doing I give it. them a hell of a – I give them credit for that because they're doing it. These other teams, they're not doing it. They don't play defense anymore. No, not at all. You Kyrie – watch Kyrie and Durant play defense. That's pitiful. I mean, they don't, you know. And, and you know what makes me laugh? They keep saying, oh, Durant's a great defensive player. What? I don't even know what they're looking at. What are they looking at? Why? Because he's 6'10 and he can block a shot? Okay. Can you imagine? Can you imagine somebody's got? Can you imagine Durant? And Okay. His physical gifts, I get it. But can you imagine how he would be Durant in 19, roughly circa 86? <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. playing against those teams, what he'd be, he'd be have a towel over his head. Listen, begging for the end of the game. The way they play defense now, I'm going to show my age again. The way they play defense now, the Showtime Lakers would probably score average 150 points a game. Uh, who would stop them? They'd go up and down the court. They'd score 150, 160 points a game, the Showtime Lakers. They would just keep running up and down the court. They let them go by. Nobody would stop them. They let them go by. Yeah, there's no, there's no defense. Yeah, I hear those announcers out there saying, "I've never seen, we've never seen defenses." No, no, we've seen defense like this before. But you, do you give credit to Adoka, like we talked oh, about? No, I, mean, I give credit to him. He's got, he has the Celtics bought into that system, and 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 playing, you know, a tough, gritty, grinded out defensive yeah. side of the ball. Other teams aren't willing to do it. You know, I mean, I, you know. For, I'm playing devil's advocate with you earlier, but but they're doing stuff that no one else is doing, right? Yeah. And 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 that's what you know, and and that's why they're winning. I got yeah, and and I feel uh, yeah, those scores used to be like eighty, you know, you know, there's like, ninety six, ninety two, you know what I mean? But I got excited last week in game one. I tell you, I, I like they're gonna win this game. I will. I was loving the crowd. I was loving Tatum slapping his hands on the floor when they were coming down. I haven't seen that go on. Well, on you, the parquet. You know where he got. You know where he got that from. Where did he go to college? Duke, and, and that's that's Duke's staple. When Bobby Hurley and and and, and Christian Leitner were there, they used to bang the floor on defense, and that's something that those teams. Yeah, see, I Duke, didn't know that. Yeah. The Duke, the Duke guys. That's part of the brotherhood of Duke. They all go down now and bang the floor when, on defense. So that's why he did that. That goes back to his days at Duke. But you got to love it. When they're doing that stuff, you feel like, yeah, because it's contagious. Defense yeah. is contagious. It's just it what is. it does. It, it turns. When you see a big hit on a football field, it just fires the world up at that yeah. point. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, Mark, you're right. Absolutely good stuff. Want to hear from you in Heated Hotline? Let Mark know what you think about his take about being a. Uh, non-millennial we'll just call you a non-millennial <laughs> thank you let's leave it at that because i still don't know what the hell a millennial is Catone's comments was presented by corso law group arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm corsolawgroup.com allow us to be your voice when we come back we're going to get real right after this 
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And hey, listen, it's that time again. It's that time. It's time for us to get real. Let's get to it. Real deal. What are you writing now? So I'm working over here. You're talking about nonsense. I'm working. That's why we are the real deal, New England feel. It's going to be real. It's draft time. It's that time again. Finally. Finally. Draft time. This is Mark. This is like Mark and I going to Disney World. Finally. Yeah. So it's draft time. It's now real. And so now the questions are uh, now the questions are real too. And those are, what are we doing on offense? What are we doing on defense? What's and today, Mark? I, we want to talk about the direction. What direction are these, is this team going to go? Not so much. This is the guy we need. That's the guy we need. No, this is the guy. No. But what kind of direction are we going to go? Draft kicks off next Thursday. There's going to be a three day draft. Round one is Thursday. Round two is two and three is Friday, and the rest of it four through seven is going to be Saturday and we'll be, we'll be live. Did you guys know that we were doing a live show next week? Anybody? I hear crickets. The notes. Was it in the, Joe, it was I, in the notes? Joe, Joe, I, hope on, you Joe. Reports? I don't think it was. <laughs> I hope you know, Joe, but uh, yeah, we're going to be live at post draft show. We're going to be live 7 PM Eastern next Saturday. That's the 30th. And uh, we'll be on. <laughs> you want to see mock. You want to see that thermometer pop? They take a wide receiver from Rutgers. You're going to see it. So, oh, they're taking one. I know they are. Yeah. So uh, talk to us about offense, Mark. Offensively, listen, they got two major needs. They've got tackle. I think they need They need to get – listen, I don't necessarily know if they need starting tackles. I mean, you got Brown. You still got your buddy over there, Win. I, I, I don't know <sighs> if they're going to go with Win, But you definitely need depth at tackle. And I think this is a draft – where rounds two through four, there's there's depth at tackle. I don't necessarily know if there's that high-end tackle. There might be one or two. You know, the kid Neal from Alabama, a couple of those guys are, are out there. The kid from NC State, Ekawonu, those guys are out there. But then after that, I think there's just a lot of depth at the tackle position where, where you got a lot of guys between rounds two and four that are pretty interchangeable that could give you depth and maybe you can develop them into a, a, a starting tackle, but that'll at least give you some depth. You need depth there. And, and, and yeah, you can use depth at guard too. What I don't want to see is them drafting a guard to play tackle because there are enough tackles out there. I don't want to see Zion Johnson from Boston college. I, I know we're not discussing specific guys, no, but, but that's I, I got to mention his name because I don't want him. I don't want him because he's a guard that Belichick will try to play, have him play tackle like he did with Win. That's right? what you're gonna see. I, you're I, gonna I, see, I, right? I you're gonna it. see. I don't want to see it, but I feel like you're going to see. You're it. gonna see it. So I think tackle. I think if you need to get some depth there, because listen, you've got an incentive built into Trent Brown's contract for weight. What does that tell you? Jesus Christ, right? So they're trying to keep him under four hundred. Are you kidding me? They try to keep him under 400 pounds. That fat ass can't get wide to begin with. He can't shuffle his feet to the outside. Friggin' and they got him at left guard. Mac Jones is getting a he's getting his ass kicked every week. So, so I think you definitely need some. I, I definitely think you're gonna see them take a, some tackle. Uh, you you need offensive line, tackle, guard, and, and and listen, I understand they just got Devontae Parker, but listen. Devontae Parker, is he an upgrade over the guys you've got in that in, in, in that receiver room? Yeah, he is. But that doesn't mean he's a number one receiver either because he's not. Maybe on your team, he's a one because your, your receiver group is not the strongest. You need depth and you need more, you need more speed 
in that receiver room, okay? You need speed in that receiver room. So, listen, you got to take a receiver in the top three rounds. If you want a guy that can produce like these SEC guys can produce, you're not taking those guys in the fifth and sixth round. You can find one. You need to take a wide receiver. Listen, they're not going to take one in the first round. I, I, I resided myself to the fact they're not taking a receiver in the first round. They went and got Even Devontae if Williams Parker. is there? Even if, if, even if Williams from Alabama is there, you don't think they take him? I don't think he'll be there. If he's there, maybe they'll make a liar out of me. But I don't think he'll be there that far down the, in, in the draft. But I do think in rounds two, you're going to have a, 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 a host of guys. SEC guys that I know that's what you want to see, Chris. You're going to have a host of Pickens. SEC guys yep, yeah. that are going to be there. You're going to have Pickens. You're going to have Mechie. You're going to have um. You're going to you're going to have the kid um, the wide receiver. There's the wide receiver from Clemson. There's three or four guys that are going to be there. That Western it, Michigan Moore the, may well, be around. Sky Moore is my guy. I love Sky Moore. He'll be there. I I don't. So you got to take somebody in the second round. You have to. You, you don't have a choice. And the other guy who'll be there in the fifth or sixth round, sixth round probably, yeah. is the kid Bolden. The kid Bolden from Alabama, a true slot guy. Listen, you need a slot guy. And Sky Moore could do both. He can be your slot guy. You can shift him outside. You can do all kinds of things with Sky Moore if he's sitting there in the second round. Well, you, Mark, you but, said it. Who does he remind you of? Speaking of who, the Bolden? recent. Yeah, not Bolden. Sky Moore. Oh, Sky Moore. Of recent events that have happened this week. Sky Moore reminds me of Debo Samuel. Hmm. So you had to bring up, you had to bring that up, didn't you? You had to bring it tell, up. Didn't hey, tell you? everyone what I did to him this morning. These <laughs> jerks texting me. Oh, we're, we're in the mix. We're making the deal. He's giving me all these draft picks. We're giving up. Now I'm all of a sudden I'm on my phone. I'm checking my computer. I'm like, there's nothing. I'm like, what are you crazy? What the hell are you reading? He's telling me, oh, I'm busting your beans. Really? So, so if you haven't heard. Uh, Debo Samuel has uh, requested a trade out of uh, out of San Francisco. So now they came out with a bunch of teams who are you know p- potential um, potentials for him. And of course, the, of course, Kansas City's on there. Green Bay's on there, of course. But New England's one of those teams that's on there, Mark. So I, I, I want to ask you: They're not. They they're not. You no, know, they should. They but they're not, listen, like if they listen to me, that was my listen that night draft night. Let's go back in time. Talk about popping a blood vessel. He was here that night with me. He was in Rhode Island. He was here for a function or something. He stayed longer because he wanted to be able to draft. My son's on the ground screaming for they, D, to draft DK Samuel. They uh, a DK Metcalf. They bypass him. My guy was Samuel. I'm like, this is this is who you take here. The only person in the room right, you know who was why? happy with Harry no, 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 don't was, say happy. was Chris. Was happy with know, Harry. Joe, every single year that passes, every <laughs> single year that passes, it gets, you know, next year it'll be I was out there packing his bags and driving him out to New England. <laughs> you know what I mean? Next yeah. year. But, Mark, why can't, I mean, isn't it, is it more to do, look, because to me, I don't care about the draft picks. I mean, I, I really don't. Like, you give up what you got to give up to get a guy like that, that's fine. But is the bigger issue for New England the pay, is paying this guy? Yeah, and what's he going to want? want? He's going to want 70, 80, 90, 100 million. When it's, they're not going to give him that. That's the issue. Because in the back of their mind, they realize they're going to have to pay Mac Jones at some point, too. If Jones develops into what he can, they, people think he, he will be, well, you're going to have to give him. Four years, though. It is, but 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 now you're giving him, you know. I, I just don't see them giving a receiver that much money. I just, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. If well, they doesn't him. he want doesn't he want more money than just a top receiver? Because he he sees himself as the multi-tool running back, which which he which block. he is, yes, which he so is. he wants to get paid accordingly. So now it's yeah. not because I think San Fran wants to was going to offer this guy twenty million a year, yeah, and he's turning his nose up at that. Yeah, as a team like Kansas City, going to make that. I don't know if Kansas. Everyone says always oh, going to end up in Kansas City, and I agree he he may, they but have to pick. I. But I don't know if Kansas City can pay him. They couldn't pay Hill. They couldn't or wouldn't. Well, you know what? That's a better question. That's a better question. Maybe they just wouldn't. Everyone said, oh, they couldn't do it. They didn't have, they had to make a decision. Well, maybe they just decided, hey, he's not that good. Our system made him that good. There are other receivers out there better than him. We don't know what in, what the internal conversation was there. We're going to find out. Sounds like Belichick was in that conversation. <laughs> well, 
well, we're so, gonna find so, out. We're gonna find out if so Kansas City system made him that good. In so Mahomes. we don't think we don't think that the Patriots will really be in play for no, this guy. Although I, I don't should. believe so. Do you? Why, do you, do you? Think it's gonna take though? No, I mean I don't because of the payment. Like I. I, I'm well, fine. They, I mean, what do you think it's going to take? It's going to take exactly. It's going to take at least what they, they they gave up for Hill. What did they give up? Four picks, five picks for Hill. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to take that. It's going to take four picks. You five think picks. like I don't, you think two ones is too expensive for wideout? I do. Well, they didn't give up two ones for Hill. I though. mean, they, I just they, said I don't care about the draft picks. No, I don't think they'll give up two ones. I think you could get them, but you're going to have to give up a one. You're going to have to give up a two. You're probably going to have to give up a three or a four. A yeah. five, like you're gonna have to give up multiple picks in the first four rounds. I say a one and a three this year, a yep. two and I, four next year. I would do that. I would. Do it, that. So if somebody says one and three, two and four next year, do you make the deal? I do. I but you gotta the pay them. You, you, but then you're gonna, gonna pay them. Then you're gonna pay them a hundred million dollars. Oh, you figure out a way to do it. You just figure out a way to do it because now your receiving core is set. Yeah. Now your receiving core yeah. is set. Samuel Parker. Born yeah. my, I mean, you know, forget Aguilar. I mean, you know, and that that's Nikhil but, Harry. Yeah. So he was. He doesn't even show up to the uh, to the voluntary workouts. I, I think I he, think yeah, he knows. Yet. I think he knows his time. So he's done. He, he's, so, I think okay. he just, you know. so to finish up on the offense, Mark. Okay, so yeah, I mean, those are the. Two Let me ask you a question me. before we shift over the U for defense. Do you think this kid Trevor Penny from Northern Iowa would last to the second round, or you think he's a first round pick? It depends on it depends on how the how the girth goes in the first round, you know. And I mean that I mean the defensive and offensive linemen, because there's there's going to be such a run on those guys yeah. in the first twenty picks more than I think people, and so that's going to push. That's gonna so push so in out. doing that and saying that, why don't you get into the defense? So what do you what what do you well, think but, our needs are on defense? Well, I'll tell you what. When I when I look at this, you see, this is. Interesting. So when you're going into the draft, you start to say, well, who's the best guy? Oh, you get with this guy. We want to get, you know, Stingley or we want to get um, Booth, the corner out of Clemson or Dean or, you know, these these sexy kind of players that that are specific to do something. But you first have to look at what you do. What what are, what is your how close are you in different spots? It's not really that it's not all that complicated when you break defense down to its simplistic form. It's about numbers. It's about percentages. You know, if you're the team like the Rams, you got a front four that can get to the quarterback, right? So you don't have to worry about locking up on the outside with your corners. You don't have to worry about playing lockdown defense with a Ramsey or a JC Jackson or some of these guys that they think are lockdown. You know, you don't need to do it. You can open up the field, play zone, flood it, which tells you, okay, if that's the kind of defense we have, then you want athletic linebackers. You want linebackers that can get into coverage, that can move lateral, that can T-step and come like forward. Like Dante Hightower. Yeah, just like him and Bentley. But you know what I mean? Like you you want to have guys like that that have that athleticism so they can play out in the zone, but also can still plug gaps because these teams don't have big bruising running backs anymore other than like Tennessee, you know, or maybe Vegas. Yeah. So that So you look at that. So when you look at the Patriots and you say, okay, where are they closer? So it, it, are they closer on the defensive front to being able to be that kind of team that can get there with four guys and you don't have to bring – you don't have to manufacture pressure with your linebackers. Therefore, your second – therefore, your defensive backs don't have to be as good. They don't have to be as uh, locked down, right? They can be more, you know, cerebral, being able to play better in space. So where is New England right now? They're, to me, they're closer on the defensive front. I mean, you got two pro bowlers on the defensive front. You have Balmore and you have Judon when he when they're going to play him on the edge and he's going to come. You have two. So to make it four, like, for example, a guy like Alabama, Davis, I don't think he's going to be there, the defensive lineman, when they pick. But that's a guy, given this team, that I would be willing to go up and go get that guy. The guy to so, tackle from Georgia. The tackle from Georgia to solidify yeah. that front four. Now in your secondary, now you look at guys that are good in zone. I mean, you, Mark, you looked at those 03, 04 Patriots defenses, right? And they had great defensive backs, you know, good safety play, good corner play. Past Ty Law, though, who? Who did they yeah. have? Yeah. They just had That's, guys that could fill, yeah. That was a zone team. Yeah. 
So they were able to get there with pressure. So that's my point. So when I'm looking at the Patriots, to me, I try to look at from in, go from the inside out. And to me, I look at the defensive line. If there's a real good one there at 21, you know, Davis, fine. If there's not one there, then I go to the next level. I mean, you know, guys like Dean. I like Dean, that linebacker out of, out of Georgia. I like him. Do you fast. think Stingley would drop? What if Stingley dropped? No, he's not going to drop. You don't I, think he'll drop? No, and if he does, honestly, that's If tough. Stingley and Davis and Dean are all there. Davis. Davis. Okay, yeah, that, that's who I would pick. I love Davis. You know that. I love him. For, for the reasons I just said. Yeah. You know? That, that'd be a great pick. So, I mean, you like I said, you've got corners in space, you know? Let, let me, if if I, I know, like, this is gets boring a little bit, but let me just illustrate something real quick, okay, if I can. So a typical set for an offense, right, is they come out of the huddle. They got a running back in the backfield with the quarterback. They got two receivers on each side, right? A slot guy, two outside guys, there's your set. So when you're on defense, if you're playing in a zone defense, I don't know, let's say it's just a read-two defense where you're, where all the corners and the safeties both on both sides are reading that number two, that inside slot guy, to see what he's going to do. And then once he decides I'm going to go vertical downfield or I'm going to do a shallow route, that determines what the zone's going to be. That determines where everybody goes. So at some point in that, you could be playing cover four, four guys across with the two safeties, two corners, and now everybody's doing the same job, Mark. Everybody's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's no distinguishing corner to safety in that situation. Yeah. Right? So or you're doing a situation where, you know, corner's got to step and come forward. But now what people don't get is you could be playing man in zone in one, at one time. In one situation. So, you know, that that one wide receiver goes across the field to three on one side and now one. The corner with the one receiver now, he's locked down. He's playing man. Everybody else on the other side is playing a type of zone. My point is there's so many variations of coverages. For you to go out and think to yourself, we got to get a lockdown guy. I mean, I, Mark, if it helps, take, but, but you don't have to, right? Picking, it helps, if, but you don't have to. If you're looking at the defense... Who are you? Who 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 you want to see on this defense right now? Oh yeah, I told you I love Davis. That's my guy. Jordan Davis is, has been my guy. I, I I but but he's never gonna drop, right? He's never gonna drop. So the kid Wyatt may you may get him in the second round. He could go to the second. He he'd also be a good guy that I think could help you. And it, it, going to your point on the defensive line, if he drops, but you know. It's a passing league, right? It's a passing league. It's a passing league. Absolutely. So if you can't get the down lineman that you want, you got to go to the second level, and you've got to get athletes. You've got to get athletes. Like you got to get athletes. Listen, the, the more I'm reading, what's the way this draft is going to unfold? I really think you got a good shot of having that kid Dean fall in your lap at 21. Whether or not he takes a guy like that, because does he fit our system? I don't know. Like you said, a, a, a system guy, right? Well, is Dean a Patriot system guy? I don't know. But the more I read, the more it sounds like he could fall in your lap. But, you know, I, I don't I don't think Stingley will. You're right. But I, I definitely think the interior line and, and, and the interior line is there's depth there. So you could get one of those guys in the second round, third round as well. Not one of those Georgia guys, but but other guys that 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 can do some similar things. Keep um, it in the SEC, Mark. Keep no, it in the I SEC. No, I know. Listen, <laughs> there's one name I want to throw out to you, though, because just because every draft, it's just my position. You know, I love the position, and I'm usually spot on. Tight end. I know we're not drafting tight ends, but I'm going to throw it out there because you know. They draft the tight end. We're going to have an Oscar moment. We're going to have an Oscar moment. You know that's my position. The kid Ferguson from Wisconsin yeah. Is going to be a red zone menace in this league if he gets drafted by the right using your logic system that'll utilize him correctly. He will be a menace. And you're gonna say to me, Hey, you like that kid, didn't you? Yeah, I like them. He won't last long. He'll be gone by the third or fourth round. But he just put him in the back of your head. When you cut Zanu, when you cut Janu Smith at the end of the year, you're gonna need another tight end. Azzy Azzy needs to be, he'll be cut. Listen, all you're going to have is Hunter Henry. Just throw it in the back of your head. That's all I'm saying. The kid from the tight end from Wisconsin 
So you can see we're fired up for the draft. We want to know if you're fired up for the draft. Make sure you give us a call in the heated hotline and, and the, the, the live post-draft show. You he, think Joe, he's, he's talking about the Oscars. He wants to slap people already, yeah. Joe. <laughs> you think we're wired now? Wait till next week. You come back and, uh, for our live show. Uh, so the draft is real, and it is here. So we want to hear from you, and the question remains, what do they need? Who should they go after? What kind of system guys should they get, and who do you like? Let us know in Heated Hotline. Real Deal was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. Guys, we got to go. It's that time. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us in the nation. And listen, get on. This week, our shows are all up for you to listen, watch, enjoy, see how wrong Mark is, and make sure you're leaving us a message in the Heated Hotline, 855-313-PATS. And, uh, Come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern, live, live, live. live. You never know what's going to happen live. Never, never know. So, never know. So that'll be our post-game show for sure. You don't want to miss it. Right here with Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. See you next Saturday.